0: Hey, Junior, Parsha Vayeshev, order in the court. This court will now come into order, said the judge, banging his gavel. Tzadok HaTzadik sat at the defendant's table next to his lawyer as the judge continued. We are here today for the trial of the city of Jerusalem versus Tzadok Ben-Ami, the charges against the defendant. I prefer to be called Tzadok HaTzadik, interrupted Tzadok. There will be no interruptions during these proceedings, admonished the judge, and this court will refer to the defendant by his legal name and nothing else. Tzadok crossed his hands disappointingly. And as I was saying, continued the judge, we are here today for the trial of the city of Jerusalem versus Tzadok Ben Ami. The charges against the defendant include destroying city property, and public disturbance, is the prosecution. I did not destroy city property, Tzaduk interrupted again, his lawyer trying unsuccessfully to keep him quiet. I was building a mezbayach in the park so we could bring korbonot again. Tzaduk, the judge said sternly, I did not want to have to tell you again to be quiet during these proceedings. You have a lawyer who will do the talking for you. Now sit quietly and allow the trial to continue. Tzaddik turned to look behind him at the public gallery, where Rav Volander, the Rav of the Jerusalem prison, was sitting and observing the trial. Rav Volander put his finger to his lips to signal to Tzaddik to remain silent. We will now proceed with the opening statement, said the judge. Is the prosecution ready? Yes, your honor, the prosecutor said, standing up. On Friday the 18th of Tammuz, 5783, the defendant hauled wooden boards and tools to a park to the Ramat Eshkol neighborhood of Jerusalem, and began building a structure that was intended to cause a public disturbance and endanger the public. Lies, all lies, Sadoch said, unable to control himself. It was intended to bring korbonot to Hashem, which would be a zchut for the public. You wouldn't understand. You are not even religious. I shouldn't even be in this court. Take me to a Sanhedrin. They should be the ones judging me, and they will say that I'm innocent. Tzadok said the judge angrily, "'Be quiet this instant, or I will hold you in contempt of court.' Tzadok spun around to look at Ravolander, who was shaking his head back and forth. "'Counsel,' the judge said, addressing Tzadok's attorney. "'If you cannot keep your client quiet, this trial will have to proceed without him.' "'I am terribly sorry, Your Honor,' the lawyer said apologetically.' Can I ask for a brief recess so I could speak with the defendant outside? Okay, the judge agreed. We will take a five-minute break. Sadok the lawyer said. Come with me outside for a moment. Sadok and his lawyer walked out of the courtroom. Maybe I can help, came Ravolander's voice from behind them. Rebbe, cried Saduk. Please tell this judge that he is a Russia and has no right to be judging my case. That's not how it works, Saduk, Ravolander said patiently. This is the courtroom... That we're in, and you'll only get yourself into more trouble if you don't follow the rules. But it's so hard to keep my mouth shut when they are saying such not nice things about me, Sadok complained. Sadok said, Rav Volander, I know that it can sometimes be difficult to remain silent when people are saying things that you don't like, but let's talk for a moment about this week's Parsha. It is Parsha Dbilam, asked Sadok. No. That's not even the name of a parsha," said Rav Valder. "This week is Parsha's Vayeshev, where Yosef Hatsadik has a dream that he will one day rule over his brothers." "Oh, I had a dream like that a few weeks ago," Sadik said with excitement. "But then I woke up and remembered that I don't have any brothers," he added a bit sadly. "That's not my point," said Rav Valder. "Yosef's dream actually was real. He did end up ruling over his brothers." "And you mean I might actually have brothers?" asked Sadik hopefully. No, no, Tzadok, you need to learn to be quiet and listen, Ravolander said. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that Chazal say that the reason Yosef's mother, Rachel imenu was zayke to have a son who ruled over his brothers, was because she kept quiet even when her father secretly switched her for Leah on her wedding night to Yaakov Avinu. And we see from this the tremendous zechus a person can have from just being quiet. You mean if I don't interrupt the judge, I'll become king, asked Saduk? Do you have a piece of tape? I'll tape my mouth shut so I don't accidentally talk anymore during the trial. Wait a second, said Ravonder. I'm not promising you anything. I'm just trying to point out how important it is to remain silent. Saduk looked at his lawyer and Ravonder. Okay, he finally said, I'll do it for you, Rebbe. Let's continue the trial and hopefully the judge will rule favorably. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Takeaway: the zechus of remaining silent is tremendous. Let us try to remember this next time we're tempted to fight or argue back. Let's review: why was the judge forced to stop mid-trial? What did Rochel achieve in the merit of keeping quiet?